Eddie Grant, give me hope, Joanna. Yes, there's plenty of hope out there, especially for you pregnant ladies that have diabetes because people like Eric Spry and Julia Marley, who's an associate professor, have been researching some fantastic ways of um, keeping blood samples for testing and in fact uh, this week being National Diabetes Week uh, they were a part of a webinar yesterday which uh, gave them the opportunity to talk to others and today well they talk to us in what their research is uh, taking on now that uh, it's been recognised that uh, there are ways women that are pregnant could find it a a lot easier with uh, testing for digestional diabetes. Ladies, hello. Welcome back to the program. Thank you, Sandy. It's good to be here with you on Radio Galari. Yeah. Hi, Sandy. It's good hello, to be back. Hello, Associate <laughs> Professor. You've got a beautiful title. <laughs> Thanks. It sounds a little bit pretentious. <gasps> I junk. So Eric is an adjunct um, research fellow with the university as well. Okay. What does that mean? Uh, it means that uh, as I sit in CAMS and I'm the CAMS research officer and because I work closely with the Rural Clinical School of WA that are connected to the University of Western Australia, uh, they considered my many years working across the Kimberley at various um, past employment, you know, Aboriginal Legal Service and the Kimberley Land Council and land management, helping to get the ranger groups up. And they came and they... Um, uh, and, and working on projects, so they recognised all my work and uh, appointed me as an adjunct research fellow. So when I, when we work on research and we pub- publish it, and when we publish papers, it's telling the story on where we need to help our people here. How do we, you know, get assistance to make the systems better for our local grassroots people? You know, in the, in our health services and out in our communities with our clinics. And, and all the rest of it and bring funding out as well you know so I was um, so yeah so that title helps me to, and with my position in camps to to give us a bigger stronger voice out there and again I do it in honor of all our families all our Aboriginal families and and all ethnicities I say with this project what we're doing here now with the orchid study we're looking at diabetes and pregnancy so this is for all women, all ethnicities, but I ensure that us as Aboriginal people that we, we, we are held in high regard and we're important in the study and included in the study. Because you've got your own personal story alongside uh, the reasons why you feel passionate about what you're doing in this area. Yeah, well, as an Aboriginal person, local in the, from the Kimberleys, you know, all our families, we're all... Back in the early 50s, and Julie will talk about that, there wasn't much screening about diabetes and 
our family were getting sick and to the point where diabetes was coming along and we weren't screening and we didn't have had a screen back then but we've now improved and you know I've had family members that had amputations their legs have had to be removed because of diabetes and what does that mean you know they're when it diabetes you associate that with your food and your drink you know and and you're storing it in your body and if you can't get rid of it 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 damages parts of your body you know and on my personal journey um, I'm a mother of four my third child I developed gestational diabetes so I got diabetes during my pregnancy I had to look at my food what I was eating, what I was drinking. I went and learned how to read sugar la- um, labels in the shops, you know, pick up milk, look at the bread, your rice, which is a better product for you, you know, as a person. How do I cut down that sugar and still still choose good food? And, you know, I still encourage our families to go out bush, live off the land too, you know, because remember that's all that gift that comes with us as Aboriginal people, having that access to our own traditional foods and our bush medicine practices as well, helps us just to look at our diet, make us strong. Julia Marley, you've certainly been a, a gift <laughs> with the research you've assisted in. You've been working alongside Erica on this project as well. Eric mentioned you were going to share some history with us. Yeah, so around the screening, so um, one of the, the things that leads to an increase in your risk of getting gestational diabetes is if your mother had gestational diabetes. But she wasn't, probably wasn't screened because it was risk-based. And it actually goes back a further generation. So it's actually what you're whether or not your grandmother actually had gestational diabetes when she was pregnant with your mother. So this is the whole thing about going back to the 60s and 80s. What was actually happening back then? So we still had the stolen generations, you know, kids being removed from Aboriginal families. And that has an impact on our health today. And going forward, so we think about going forward, um, what a woman eats and drinks and how much exercise she does will have an impact on the next two generations. So in a science words that we use, it's called epigenetics. So what you eat and drink at the time when you're you're pregnant will have a direct impact on your grandchildren. Wow. I mean, talk about hereditary and just what's uh, passed down there. It's just something one doesn't often think about. The last time I spoke to both of you ladies, uh, it was fantastic that uh, you guys have kind of hit the jackpot in the way women are tested for gestational diabetes. What's happened since, Julia? So in the Kimberley and in a couple of the Aboriginal community controlled health organisations down south, we're using some new tubes. So one of the issues is that when we take our blood samples, um, so we normally test for gestational diabetes with um, glucose, usually looking at glucose, the blood um, samples are not stable. So your cells in the blood sample basically still 
eat the glucose, kind of think of Pac-Man, kind of chomping away at that glucose that's sitting in there. And there's some other tubes that are used in the US and in Europe that can stop those cells from eating the glucose in the tube. So what happens is if you use the normal tubes that we use in Australia, by the time the blood gets to the lab, that glucose level has dropped. And so we worked out that we were missing 62% of women who should have been told that they had gestational diabetes because of this issue. So in the Kimberley, um, because we work in really close um, partnership with, with all of the, the health services in the Kimberley Aboriginal uh, Medical Services and the, all of the member services, um, we have introduced these new tubes and Erica has been helping with the implementation of that. So I'll hand over to Erica to talk about that side. Yeah, so all the women out there, all the boogajin mob, all the ones that are having a baby or planning on having a baby, like Julia has just said that, you know, before you go to say, I want to have a baby, go back and think about what foods you're eating, you know, and we encourage you to really look at that, you know, cut down on the sugar and take foods on that are good and, and high in iron to help your baby grow. Um, we have across the Kimberley, and as Julia's mentioned, down south of Western Australia as well, um, we're inviting all women out there to come when they go to their clinic um, to see, see their midwife and get tested to see if they have diabetes in pregnancy. We're asking you to come on board and help us to look at these new tubes. So what we're hoping will happen instead of what currently happens when you go in and it's called the OGTT, a sugar drink, um, you know, you have to go and currently fasted, have bloods taken, and then one hour, two hours later. So we want to simplify that test. We want to put it down to if you're at low risk and is medium and high, but we're hoping to simplify it down if you're a low risk person, that you only just need to come in and do a blood test and not hang around for those two odd hours. So anybody out there, please come in to your AMSs, um, you know, and come on board and we're just asking for a little bit more to test the bloods and this will help us in the future for other women and it's so important to be screened for diabetes um what we're finding is if you're not picked up you know you're going to have it can lead to having large babies and that brings a lot of problems for you as a mum and the baby and the and the clinician so when you go to birth so when you find that if you have got diabetes, we get in, get you on a care plan and we help to control the sugars. So that's that's where we're at at the moment and it's encourage everyone to come on board and, and help us out. That would be very good. So what we're doing in this next part is we're retesting. So because we had the issue with the with the the blood with the glucose levels dropping mm. now with these new tubes we're going to be looking at two other markers of sugar so your um, hba1c which is your normal test for type 2 diabetes and another one glycated albumin and we think so as, as erica said about the low medium and high risk mm. we think using these two markers we can categorize women and the risk is more around um, complications that can happen during birth so if we can identify women earlier in pregnancy, um, then we can actually start looking at how can we manage this better. 
And the other thing that we've just been, we've been crunching, so Emma Jamison and I have been crunching the numbers um, on another part, looking at the effect of pre-diabetes on birth outcomes as well. And we know, we've worked out that in early pregnancy, we can use HbA1c to identify women at risk who have pre-diabetes. And they're actually at higher risk of having birth complications. So, you know, the large babies that can lead to um, cesarean sections or birth injuries. So we th- so we'll now we'll start working with the services and um, updating our protocols and working at how we can you know look at management for a higher risk group as well, mm. and we can do this much earlier. We don't have to wait until third trimester. We can actually do this in the very beginning of pregnancy rather than the 24, 28 weeks. We can do it at, you know start looking at that first antenatal visit. <coughs> Anything new come out of that webinar or what came out of it yesterday? I guess that one of the highlights for me is what Julia's just touched on is, you know, you look across the whole general population and diabetes is going up across the whole world, but here in Australia. And a lot of us are getting around not knowing that we could be coming into being having full-blown diabetes. So this pre-diabetes, you know, it's, a, it's important for everyone to get a checkup because if you get in early, you can prevent getting diabetes, you know, and, and diabetes is storing too much sugar that can cause damage, like I spoke about earlier. And we've got to find ways to a healthy lifestyle and burn off that sugar and, you know, make sure your insulin's working in that. But with this pre-diabetes and so that's for everyone, but in pregnancy, when you get gestational, it goes away after you have the baby, but you're still at risk in your life to becoming a type 2 diabetes person so managing how you choose to eat and drink is so important for everybody everyone out there so to me the webinar really started to look at the pre-diabetes the other thing um, I'd say as it is diabetes awareness week is make sure you have your annual check Um, for diabetes so that's your HbA1c so pre-diabetes is where your sugar levels are a bit higher than normal but not high enough to call type 2 diabetes and there's a higher risk of developing type 2 diabetes in a short period of time but as Erica said you can reverse it and if you've um, even if you develop diabetes in the early in the stage of the, the disease process it can be reversed and that comes down to what you eat, what you drink, and what exercise you do as well. So going back to traditional foods, going back to you know going out on country, they're all really important ways of preventing type two diabetes or even reversing type two diabetes. So pre-diabetes in pregnancy, we think that puts women at higher risk of complications, but pre-diabetes also puts people at higher risk of developing type two, mm. but it can be reversed. And the fantastic part about it, it's been developed here in the Kimberley by our researchers here at CAMS, uh, people like yourself, Erica Spry and Associate uh, Professor uh, 
Julia, uh, Marley. Thank you. And thank you, ladies, for coming in. Thank you.